It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. Okay, well, welcome back to a new episode of Travel Redefined. I'm very excited for today because we've got a wonderful guest who's going to share a little bit of insight on not only um, his background, but also the company that he's working with. And I, I think uh, we'll be able to learn a lot from today. Um, today's guest, I've got Syed Resvani, who is from Mundo Imperial. He is the managing director. Um, Mundo Imperial Entertainment and Hospitality, by the way, is one of Mexico's leading hospitality groups. And I know that he's going to be able to share so much insight. Exciting to see what new projects they're working on, how they are looking ahead, and how travel might be redefined through their eyes. So with that being said, thank you so much. Welcome, Syed. So wonderful to have you on. Thank you very much. I appreciate you for having us. Yes. So, so I'm excited to have you on uh, Travel Redefined. So, but as managing director of Mundo Imperial um, Entertainment and Hospitality, you really are, are not only at the helm of an exciting company, but you get to oversee a lot of new changes, which is pretty, pretty exciting. And I think that that's why today we'll have a good conversation. So to kick things off, I would actually just love to hear a little bit more of your background. How did you get into hospitality? Well, it, it's really funny. I was originally born in Iran and um, very uh, studied there. I finished my high school early, then I moved to the United States to study English and then went back to Iran. And I couldn't leave the country because they went through the revolution and I had to finish my military service. Um, due to that, I finally got out of Iran, but the day that the war started in Iran, uh, mm -hmm. between Iran and Iraq, uh, wow. At that time, I was uh, stuck in Spain for two years. So I studied Spanish and went through teaching English to kids to survive because I couldn't go back to Iran and I couldn't back go to the United States. My parents had moved to the United States uh, a few years back. Mm -hmm. And um, through that, I finally got my green card to come to the United States back in 1982. And I started studying computer science. However, uh, when I was in Iran, I worked in a Sheraton hotel as a waiter and a captain, just to not to forget my English. And, uh, and in the United States, I worked as a dishwasher. And that's how, when I was studying uh, computer science. Then I started working in the hotels as a waiter and the owner of the property really liked me and they wanted to promote me to a management position. And that's how I started. I stopped studying and I started working in a restaurant manager. And therefore this goes back to 1983. And, and finally we got here, had been able to work for different companies uh, such as Sheraton ITT, Hilton, Fairmont Hotels and Resorts. And Fairmont brought me to Mexico. And wow. I've been here since 1999 as I came to as director of operation for the hotels at the Princess and Pierre, uh, both of them in Acapulco, iconic hotels. And then I became the managing director and during my uh, time with Fairmont, I opened uh, Fairmont Dubai, uh, one of their mm -hmm. first properties in Middle East. And well, 
Then I, in 2007, I became the managing director of Mundo Imperial, which was a very interesting project uh, for us. Specifically, uh, it was the first venture of a Mexican group in hospitality business. Mm. Uh, they, the owner of the company, Juan Antonio Hernandez, uh, is a genius who was a car salesman back 45 years ago. And he started the auto financing in Mexico. And the auto financing that he created was very, very interesting. There is a concept in Mexico called tanda. Tanda is when uh, it starts in the neighborhoods with the housewives that they all used to deposit some kind of a money on a weekly basis into a pot. They do a lottery. And the person who wins that lottery, that, that pot, can buy a refrigerator or can buy a stove or something like that. So this is a long, long time ago that started. So he started that doing the auto business uh, to auto financing for the people who could not get a credit. 45 years ago, you didn't have a car credit or a car, home credits at that time. So he created that concept and he created these groups of people. They put money 24 months in, a, in, a, uh, in an account and then he would do a lottery and they would get cars. So he, he created a base, a customer base of 2 million uh, customers. Wow. And he became a millionaire overnight. And back in 2004, he felt that the automotors and financing was going to a different way. So he decided to diversify his business. And he said, well, Mexico is surrounded by water, the great, great weather. So he started buying lands everywhere and he created Mundo Imperial, which uh, he started for it to be a convention center entertainment center and a hotel like a project like vegas he wow. and there is no project like it in mexico they all have the concept of the expo and a hotel but not all of them in once so that's how it started and he hired me um, from fairmont and that's how we started the tourism division of the company about 15 years ago oh well, I, okay this story is phenomenal it's really cool to hear i mean first of all just even your background um you know i think many of us in hospitality always have these really interesting stories of how we kind of find our ways into it um and and it sometimes ends up being that you know it just was something on the side and you know i love how how it just was a very simple thing that you had were kind of doing it as a job on the side at the beginning and then how it's like these, I call them these like moments. It's like all of that led to the, you know, where you are today. So I love that. And then, and then also even, even just hearing about a little bit of the background in regards to the company, really fascinating about how um, it's just interesting when you've got a little bit of a background um, or, you know, the company has a background a little bit in, in something else, you know, but then they've been able to apply this because again, we can learn so much from different industries as well too. So I, Love the history. That was really, really fascinating. Um, so I would love to actually just even just talk a little bit more about the company, about Mundo Imperial. So um, for those that might not be familiar with it, can you give a little bit of a quick sure. intro? We talked about the history, but like what's the portfolio like and where are we at today? Where today, uh, when 2007, everything was born by Mundo Imperial, which then two years later, we are confronted with the real estate uh, crisis 
automotive uh, crisis in 2008 and 2009. So Mundo Imperial project stops and we had to rethink how we were going to do this. So at 2009, we started just doing one section of our complex was ready, which was the entertainment center. So I started learning about entertainment. I had never known even one Mexican artist or a singer. So I had to get into it uh, to, to understand the, 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 the culture, what people like, what people don't like. And at that time, the, uh, the, the social media was not that strong that you could concept and, and, and you didn't have Spotify and things like that back in 2008 still. So anyway, we started with that. Two years later, we opened the convention center. And three years later, in 2014, we opened the hotel. So the entire complex of Mundo Imperial, what 2014 was open and operating. Then an opportunity came up with a broker to purchase the hotels that brought me to Mexico, which was the Fairmont Acapulco Princess and Fairmont Pialaquia. Both properties were on sale. And I told my owner that this would be a great, great opportunity. And I think if we can get it for the right price, it would change the entire concept. And fortunately, we were able to, as I knew the hotel back and forth, because I worked here eight years, I knew everything about it. So, and I knew how Fairmont would work. So we finally uh, got into an agreement. We purchased the hotel. We did the due diligence in three years, three months. And in 27th of March, 2015, we purchased these hotels. And thereafter, we reached an agreement uh, for Fairmont to leave. And we decided to become a hotel operator. So Mundo Imperial became owner and operator of its own property. About three years later, we uh, started doing the management contract for third parties. And since we all have big, big properties here in Acapulco, we said we we're going to go to a boutique market. And we took the management contract for a beautiful property in uh, Merida, Yucatan, which is a 52-room suite, which has a building, which is a casona, and mm -hmm. that is by Ina, which is the culture of you can't make many, many uh, uh, reconversion of the building or uh, things on it. So we added the old with the new design, urban design. It's a lead uh, certificate property and it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And this hotel, we opened it in July uh, 9th, 2020 exactly oh, okay. in the midst wow. of pandemic wow and the hotel in its first year of operation was in uh, great numbers with a good occupancy and the restaurant is done by a great chef which has only fresh market daily goes to the market buys the products and the menu is very simple he's a venezuelan chef michael calderon we're very excited about him with the same group, we are opening, we're in process of opening our second property, which is in the reserve, 500 acres reserve in the peninsula of Yucatan, uh, five kilometers of beachfront. There are 32 suites that we are remodeling them, and we are adding 54 units of glamping uh, that they are like uh, bee nests. Absolutely oh, very cool. Property. It's a very cool experience. And the concept of the property is wellness, pure wellness. You have no TVs, you have no internet, 
you have no phones. It's just a fantastic experience. And those are the things we probably learned during the process of the pandemic because the, I believe that trends have changed quite a bit and the way people travel today is very different and their yeah. likes and dislikes are totally have changed. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that because I really, and this is what's so great. And I love that you, you explained a little bit more about the properties, because again, this was what was so interesting is how you've been able to take maybe more iconic or some properties that have been around maybe a bit more historic, for example, like, you know, the, the Fairmont, you know, properties in Acapulco, Um, but then to get a little bit more creative and you've got the, the breadth of the portfolio is very different, but very unique and very um, experience driven. So we will definitely talk more about that. But I, so something pretty interesting that you that you all had sort of worked on recently. Um, you had hosted the the Mexi- Mexican Texas Mexican, the, Open. Mexican Tennis Open, yes, um, which was really great. And then also you recently completed, I guess it's this the Queer Destination Certification, which actually was something I was not familiar with. So could you talk a little bit about what both of those mean is they're both obviously different, but important. Sure. Um, Mexican tennis tournament have been Acapulco and the Hotel Princess has been the host of this event since 2005. Um, we, uh, I, we signed a deal for the Mexican tennis tournament to come to Acapulco back in 2002. Um, at that time, it was a clay court tournament. And it was a series of 250. I remember we used to take giveaway tickets for people to come and see it. Um, first uh, time Nadal came to this uh, tour at 2005, he came in, he was only 17 or 18 years old, and he won the tournament. And I believe that year he ended up to be number two in the world. So wow. it was a very, very great experience. Then it, the tournament turned to be a hardcore surface. And it grew so much that we reached an agreement with the owner of the tournament to build them in a stadium. And that's what we did. We built them a stadium during the pandemic for about uh, nine months. It's a beautiful stadium, which is qualified in ATP tours to host a master thousand. Wow. And has a capability of 10,500 people. And we opened it without any soft opening during the tennis tournament. And on our first day, we had 10,200 people with us. Oh, my and, goodness. And the greatest experience of all was that the fact that we ran out of food, we ran out of beverages, because we never, the, the, the old stadium was about for 7,000, 6,000 people. And the, the, the whole excitement of a new venue was, was unbelievable. But, and that was the best day of the tournament, because the tournament ended at 5 a.m. They had a epic game at the end which we we had nothing to drink after 12 o'clock so it was an amazing night but anyway we opened that up very well and it was a very good good success for us so and then it's a venue that hosts we have a venue indoor venue for entertainment which is for 4,000 people and this one is for 10,000 and it can increase depending if you set up a 360 degree uh, uh, concert could host about 12,000 people. So we have about 20 events booked from here to the end of the year. And now we are creating packages between the rooms and the hotels and the, 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 the concerts and people love it. That's fair. That's so, 
Cool. And I, I mean, I have to say, I know that we probably have some individuals listening that have gone through hotel openings, but, sure. um, and as, as challenging as those are, or exciting as well, however you want to describe it, this is just it on the next level. It definitely sure. is amazing. So the other, queer the other- destination, queer Pardon. destination, queer, yeah. queer destination certificate came up, but I go to Fitu. Fitu is the uh, theory of tourism in Spain one of the largest one. And I've been going there for the last three, four years. And the more uh, the segment of uh, LGBT or LGBT has, has grown very, very much. I learned about that over there. And there is a gentleman that who certifies if you would like to have this, this type of an inclusive uh, type of uh, tourism, you ha- your, your entire staff has to go through his certification and training. And there is a certification that they, this type of traveler will look for the hotels that have this, this certified. So we went through a two months training and certification and we became certificate. We got our certification last month during the, during the Mexican tourism uh, fair. So it was very exciting. Also, we are doing some festivals uh, to that type of its, uh, market segment which is very, very strong in Mexico, but there is nobody that is taking a look at it right now. That's, well, that's great. And it's so um, good to be on the forefront of that because again, anybody that's looking at market segments and understanding, okay, what are the type of travelers who, who has maybe extra money to spend on traveling or maybe it's easier for them to travel with, just because of just the way the, the constructs of are of their, their lives. So I think that's really smart that, that you all have done that. And it's also very forward thinking as well, too. So um, that's that's definitely exciting for sure. So you were kind of talking a little bit about this um, hotel trends or at least just trends in the industry. And obviously, like the last two years have definitely forced us to think about things in a very different way. Um, what have you noticed um, as far as is there anything that's interesting or big hotel hospitality trends that have kind of emerged in the last two years and then are you or is the company focusing on any and look i i I think these two years have been very educational for all of us i remember when i was in fitur ferry of tourism back in 2020 in january and they just started talking about covid in in europe and when i came to mexico um, it became known as of end of February, beginning of March. So immediately I said, this is not something that is going to stop because of we were seeing the trend in China. So immediately we went to our uh, companies like Ecolab uh, that you know, we yes. have, we are in a tourism of health tourism is also, which I will talk to you about in the future in a little bit and brought a doctor on board and we looked for a company who could teach us what to do. Obviously, during the whole process, we became certified by Preverisk, which was a Spanish con- uh, certified company. Mm-hmm. And we had to go through completely changing all of our protocols inside the hotel. Completely. How you do housekeeping, how you do laundry, how you do food and beverage management, everything had to change. So we, we, we saw the trend of the customers coming and living in the hotel and the people from Mexico City because there were for three months everything was closed and then there was no school during the entire 2020 
and a lot of people had to work home office. So fortunately, with the limitations that the Mexico was giving us to sell, we would fill up this list limitation, but we had people staying here and wanting to stay outdoors. So we had to improve our technology in the crisis mm-hmm. and to have better connections. We created homeschooling here because I have three professors that they would help the kids when they were doing the online schooling to help them to do their homeworks, which was extremely, extremely helpful during the entire process of the families staying at the hotel, enjoying outdoor activities, and being able to work for study. So our length of stay for a resort, the 2.2 days, turned out to be four nights or 4.2 nights. Then one thing that we realized is the eating habits. Eating habits completely changed. People are a lot more conscious of what calories, uh, what vegetables, fresh vegetables, low-carb, gluten-free. I mean, we really started doing changes on that, especially on the bread type of spreads. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the United States, you have a lot more variety of different kinds of breads. But we have our own pastries and bakeries inside the hotel. So teach them how to make low-carb breads or Mm gluten-free. was a whole new process of learning. (laughs) I'm sure. Going to buy fresh products. And people are really are into locally prepared products. So Mm -hmm. that has become a very, or I'll call it authentically local. Um, They're looking for those type of experiences. Most of our restaurants, we looked for young chefs that they are becoming well-known. For example, in our seafood restaurant, we brought in a young chef that is very much into using locally fresh fish and vegetables and things like that. Achilles Chavez, we branded the restaurant with his menu and his name. We brought another chef from Oaxaca for great Mexican seafood, uh, fresh food inside the restaurant another italian most of our pastas are gluten free so i mean we started really looking at this type of a trend that people are looking and also outside uh, uh, working out outside Uh, the gyms we we opened up our windows obviously and we started doing some other type of activities outdoor Uh, we put our spas outdoor in front of the beach and at the end of the day We had to reinvent ourselves, and we see that trend becoming. Now, one important part that I see is people are running away from big hotels. Mm -hmm. Smaller boutique hotels are becoming a lot more popular, and that has forced us to look at one of our properties here with 1,000-room hotel. What do we do? So those are the things that has been happening, and we're working toward that to improve these trends. That I, and you you definitely hit the nail on the head in regards to that. I mean, we have certainly seen this big shift towards boutique hotels, as you mentioned, a little bit more health conscious, but or at least mindful, and then absolutely how can, you can infuse a more authentic experience, be it through the culinary experience or, you know, or and offerings to even just, just how the property is laid out. So I, I love that. You all have noticed that, and then you've sort of um, modified to incorporate that a bit more. So, um, so can, I, I want to talk actually a bit more of like the hotel. So we touched on this, you know, briefly. You've got 
this combination of these like maybe larger historic hotels as well as newer properties that are very different. I mean, you mentioned glamping, you know, that's very different concept, um, which is great. So with that being said, and you've touched on this a little bit, how, and this goes with the name of the show, how do you see travel being redefined? Well, the fact of the matter is today, for example, uh, people are looking for experiences. Uh, we see that we, for example, in Yucatan, it's something that in Mexico, the, the government with the private sector have to really work together. Because Mexico, for example, has great things to offer. Uh, we, we in Yucatan, in Merida, for example, the culinary experience is fantastic. The cenotes, the, 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 the nature um, uh, things that they have is fantastic for to, to see, watch. So people are looking, they are not looking for so much uh, glamour. They want comfortable rooms. They want to really, really enjoy the experience and learn. I think we, we, we learned after the COVID something very, very important. Life matters and we need to enjoy it. And I think that that has created a very sense of urgency for us to live better and enjoy our family and enjoy our loved ones. I think that is the biggest thing that has happened. So if we can modify the experiences for the families to be able to be together more and enjoy each other more. It's, it's, I, I look at it right now when I travel with my wife, my son is studying at La Roche University hotel business as well, but we, he's 20 years old, but we, we still try to all be together when we do vacations and, and, and go to smaller properties uh, that they don't have much to do, but we enjoy each other and, and learn more and discover more of the places we go and we visit. So I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it, again, it's interesting how you bring up a very valid point that I always say to people is that look and see what you're doing or what you and your family are doing. And a lot of that is reflective of what other individuals are doing as well, too. So, um, I mean, you bring up a, a really good point. And it's also nice that you've got your experience, but then, you know, your son is definitely new and starting out in the industry at a, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal school. But it's that that must lead to some interesting conversations, I have, to, I, I bet. Um, so definitely, because, right? <laughs> An sure. argument and different points of view. It's very, I'm very different. Sure. You're like, that is good in theory, but in application, <laughs> oh, so so I, I love this because of your background and, and it's certainly very varied and you this can be just a, a quick summary it doesn't need to be anything long but for you um and i know that your properties r run the gamut as far as like the you know the the type of service but what what does five star service mean to you you know it it is very very interesting because um when I was learning and I worked at the Sheraton Hotel in Iran, I was only 18, 19 years old. I had a Egyptian maitre d'. Mm -hmm. um, one time, because I had been in the United States and I was a little bit casual and young, and I went to take an order and I had to, you know, I was flirting with the lady who was 
who I was taking her orders. She was American. So I was sitting down on my bent on my knees and she was the older lady. So I took her order and I came back to the kitchen and he grabbed me and slapped me and grabbed my ears and saying, what the hell are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. You should be taking the order from the right hand side, bend correctly, stop, stop properly and stuff like that. That's how I was taught how to do five-star service, you know, serve from the light, take from, serve from the left. I mean, all of that stuff, you know. But today, I, I feel what we have to do, we have to give a friendly service that comes from the heart, very genuine, very genuine, great smile, clean rooms, comfortable beds, that people receive a good quality service and a product for the correct price. I think it really, really comes to that bottom line. When I go to a restaurant, I don't care how the furniture is as long as it's clean. And today you see that trend. You go to places that they have food trucks and these food trucks uh, places are becoming more and more popular. They don't have $300 seats and $500 tables and uh, Willary Bosch uh, plates and things like that. And it just people are looking for a good good food, good drink at the right price, that they have a good time. And I feel that is the five-star service that you have to give. That's in my opinion, and that's what I preach. I love it. And I, I this is why I was so excited to ask you that question, because I know, you know, again, understanding the old school notion of what five-star service is, the technicalities, I mean, everything that you're you're talking about, you know, when you were serving, all of that. Yes, that's part of it. But at the end of the day, it's all funneled down to how we're able to make uh, our guests feel. And it's not necessarily about the four walls or yes, you want to have, you know, clean furniture. Yes, those are all a given, but it is more of this really genuine, authentic interactions and experiences that people carry with them. And you, you absolutely, um, you were totally correct, you know, in saying that. So it was, it was lovely to hear your insight and, and viewpoints on that because it has evolved. Um, That's and definitely resonated. Tremendously. Yes, yes, definitely. So before we wrap up here, we'll just kind of, I've just got two two quick little questions for you. Sure. Um, so, you know, naturally we've got a lot of um, travel consumers that are actually tuning in and they always love insights from our industry. Would you have any advice or tips that you can share with travel consumers? Well, I, I think it's very always very important to, to when I go to a place, I, I look at it for myself. No, when I travel to a place, I look at the places to eat. For example, being an Iranian, I always look for an Iranian restaurant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, but, I, but, but I look for the good restaurants that I could go to with different experiences that I look for. What are the points of interest that I have? And, and, and I always look for an authentic experience. Um, I love Cancun. I love Cabos. But I love Acapulco more because Acapulco for me is Mexico. So I, I, I believe you always have to look for these uh, authentic places, authentic experiences where you could go to a village, where you can go to a market where you could go and, and, and these places that you go to sit down with the lady who is preparing the, the, the tortilla handmade. Those are the great experiences that I think people really look, need to look for. And obviously safety is very important. And today is, uh, 
the cleanliness and the programs that they have in, in safety and sanitation and all of that is extremely, extremely important. And they have to be very cautious. Definitely. And but the great thing is, is that we've seen a lot of uh, those, you know, properties and hotel groups in the industry have modified for that. So they're, they are making that more available and or um, just more upfront about it, you know. Sure. So, and so and I think our industry has done a great job at it. I believe great. that tourism, we've done much better than many hospitals, to be very honest with you. I mean, yeah. they've invested during the times that there were no money, there were no cash flows, invested a lot of money in, in biosecurity. Of course. Of, yes. We, I mean, we saw that. I mean, it was the, the livelihood. So it was like, you, and you just, it was what needed to happen at that time for, for any sort of survival. So uh, we definitely saw that. So our final little question here. So um, any any quick thing What for those that might be tuning in that are now, they're a little bit, they've, we've piqued their interest in regards to Mundo Imperial. So um, is there anything that's coming up that we should just stay tuned for, just be on the lookout sure. for? Sure. The property that it's opening up with the glamping experience is Shishim. And that's in about 60 kilometers from um, Merida. Mm -hmm. Definitely stay tuned for that property. It will be a very surprising property with a great, 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 great experience. I promise you, you would not be disappointed. Additionally, for next year, we will be announcing our another business unit, which will be building a new hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, one of our vein, uh, one of the buildings in the Princess, we will be converting to a uh, adult residences in adjacent to into a hospital because I felt that this is a very very important part for the tourism of health tourism in Mexico because the weather and everything and this will allow if in hundred years another pan pandemic comes by our business will not be closed. So it would become an essential business. But anyway, these are the two programs that they're very directed to a U.S. and Canadian market. And uh, I'm very excited because I'm going to learn some new things. I It's incredible. And I also love the forward thinking in regards to it as well, too, because, again, you know, that's that's the whole thing is to, to plan ahead. And um, but then you also get to you grow the portfolio in a different way. And so you Absolutely. can learn so much from it. So it, it's definitely, it's it's smart all the way around. So well, this has been a wonderful conversation. I, I thank you so much for sharing. I love your background and just to see what you've been able to do, you know, with the company, what's on the horizon. It is very forward thinking. And that to me is what's exciting because if we've learned anything in the past two years, it's like we have to be more forward thinking. We have to shift the ways of, of how maybe you know people used to travel or the way that we delivered hospitality, it's all evolved and it and it's okay, it's a good thing, but you have to kind of pivot with that, so to speak. And I love to hear what you all have been able to do and think outside of the box, which just will lead for more success in the future. Thank you very much, Sarah. Perfect. So for those tuning in, where can they go to find out more information, be it you know the the website and or maybe how to connect with you? Just the website www.mundoimperial.com there will be all the information that they need and if they need me it's sayed.resvani at mundoimperial.com and i will be more than happy to attend them personally 
Amazing. Thank you again so much, Sayed. Um, and thank you, by the way, for everyone that's tuning in. I hope you enjoyed uh, today's conversation. Certainly very exciting. And I have to say, I'm adding a couple of these properties to my list that I will have to be visiting in the next year. So <laughs> thank you Come so for much. The Mexi- Come for the Mexican Open Tennis Tournament. Be my guest. You don't have to twist my arm. I will be there. Seriously. And do it with Marisa and we will be more than happy. I think it's a fantastic experience. I would say it is the best week of the entire year for us. It's a fantastic experience. I can't wait. That sounds incredible. So definitely thank you so much for that. Um, And thanks everyone again for tuning in. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, keep on traveling.